Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. So we are in a new studio this week because Lewis... Our audio engineer decided to take a holiday. Decided to take a holiday and didn't let us know. So how dare he? Yeah, how dare he have a break (laughs) in the middle of summer? Oh, God, we had to, like, carry giant lights halfway Mm. across London. And for anyone that spent time on the side of the world, it's not just, like, nipping down to the shops down the road. It's quite a journey. It is quite a journey, (laughs) yes. But we made it. We're actually broadcasting out of the Soho house today, which is in Soho. It's actually, I do love this area. It's kind of like the K Road of... Don't you think? Like, the K-Road uh, of Auckland? But a bit more, like, bougie? Yeah. Like, a bit more, yeah. So, today we are talking about something that Vic thinks that I'm going to get really excited about. And I want you to pop open the champagne. I'm excited. I've got a coffee and some water. Is that going to do? Yeah. Because, like, how exciting is it? Well, for me, probably more exciting. But that's a lot of things <laughs> in the like, finance world. I got you a present for your birthday, and it's something that you like. And my not sister the always used to do that. Got me this dress. I was like, that doesn't even fit me. Or shoes that aren't even my size. <laughs> She's like, oh, that sucks. So I guess I'll have to wear them. (laughs) No, very classic. Uh, No, but pop open the champagne because New Zealand interest rates last week uh, are on hold. And that was not the reaction I was after. No, <laughs> no I'm it, just saying, so yeah. on hold essentially means they're not going They're higher. not going up, they're not going down, they're on hold, they're staying where, they're, where they are, they're staying put. Um, and there was commentary saying that they would come down next year, which is such good news for anyone who owns a house, anyone who has a mortgage who is thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, please don't keep going up. I can't afford these mortgage repayments, which is me. <laughs> uh, yes, it means that there is light at the end of the tunnel, there is... You're at the top of the hill and you're about to come down. Whatever analogy you want to use, there is an end in sight. So we've we've climbed Everest. We have climbed, yes, Kilimanjaro. multiple times. We've climbed all the mountains yes. and we're about to make our descent yes. when it comes to interest rates. We're just, at, we're just pausing at the top. For oh, a so it's a lunch, it's a picnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably get frostbite and, you know, <laughs> run out of oxygen while we're there. <laughs> oh Sorry. So we're but not yes. out of the woods yet, not but it's looking positive. Yes, yeah. And if things keep going as they are, so if inflation keeps coming down, uh, then that's really good news. That means that we will be able to uh, reduce interest rates or have interest rates fall quicker than we expect. So really good news if you own a mortgage or own a, ha- own a house because it does mean that house prices will possibly start going back up as well. They've fallen about 23% since we started increasing interest rates. Uh, so really, really good news for people that own houses. Does that mean if it's no longer a buyer's market? Because the idea of it being a buyer's market is essentially when it's low and yeah. prices have dropped. Yeah. And it is a buyer's market, but the thing you've also got to think about is is the interest rates and the mortgage rates and what you have to pay on your mortgage. So, yes, it's a buyer's market, but the reason house prices have fallen is because people can't afford to get mortgages. Mm. So, as those interest rates come down, the mortgage rates come down, people more people are able to borrow debt and therefore buy houses, and that leads to house prices going back up. So, if I had the money right now, it would be clever to be to trying buy. to buy. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. But, but you've also got to be able to finance that mortgage with like 7% interest rates. But wouldn't rate. this be the best time if you can see the end in sight in terms of the yeah. interest rates coming down? Yeah. It's also getting a mortgage. Like a lot of banks, you know, you need a high oh, no one's lending me money. There's no way. <laughs> I would. No, I'd you wouldn't. I'd lend you money. Nah. Because I'd, you? I'd know that the curve's killing it. <laughs> 
So I'm like, <laughs> you know, when you're uh, sick and then your, your, your laugh turns into this like heaving cough. That's what's currently yeah. happening. So sorry. Uh, yes. But anyway, so really, really good news. We're at a 14-year high in terms of interest rates in New Zealand, which is bananas. What, like about, what about the rest of the world? Like, how does that compare? Like, over here, house prices have dropped. And gonna... Well, a lot, a lot of countries didn't have interest rates this high until before the GFC, which was like 2008. So... That's kind of when we last had interest rates as high, and then the world turned to shit. Yeah. So all countries reduced their interest rates to help fuel the economy. And then they, yeah. So the fact that we are now possibly coming down is really, really, really good news. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's anyway. not like a champagne moment, I'll be no, honest. Yeah, but God, I have literally probably about a three-minute window before I lose some stuff people, right, <laughs> talking about interest rates and inflation. So three minutes done, on to the next, <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> one thing I want to update uh, people on is Threads, the new social media app. Yes. Uh, so interesting. Do you know, can I just tell you, yeah. I started off with a bang day yeah. one. I probably did about 10 threads. I just was like putting some thoughts out there and now I've lost momentum. Have yeah. you still been going? Oh, not as much as I was. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of hype and hysteria and like, oh my gosh, I'm going to I want to be into it. I just don't yeah. think my chat's that interesting. Like who wants to hear all my internal thoughts? I feel like people don't no, care. No, I don't. Yeah. Please don't. No. <laughs> just going for it. Just some numbers which was staggering for me when I was doing this research was just how quickly threads took off. Mm-hmm. So... There's this 100 million user, like, milestone, right? And so Twitter took five years and six months to get 100 million users. Facebook took four years and seven months. Instagram took two years and five months. ChatGPT, which previously held the record for the fastest download app, or the most people, that took less than three months for ChatGPT to reach a million users. And remember, we were all talking about it when it came out. And Threads, it took four days to reach 100 million users, which is just, like, Do you think wild. that's because if we think about when Facebook first came out, yeah. people didn't jump on the bandwagon for a while. No. And, and, and over time, we've become much more of a technology-based society. Yeah. And so it's easier and makes more sense for people to jump on the And I threads. think the ease of just linking your Instagram oh, so through to your threads, you just tapped, you know, a few buttons and you were there. Yeah. And also... So many people, so many more people have smartphones now that you know than they did back in the day when Facebook was first around. But it just shows like that is crazy, and yeah, I think it's quite it's going to be quite interesting how this plays out with Twitter and yeah, what goes on there. I'm I'm intrigued. I think Threads is going to be around for a while, and I feel like it will probably be integrated more into Instagram. Like yeah. the Threads, there might be some way of linking what's in your because I do feel a little bit like. When we put conversations out on Instagram, whether it's who pays for an engagement ring Mm. or, I don't know, like how much should you pay for a wedding present or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't feel like there is a platform for people to just share their thoughts unless it's a reply to stories or whatever. Mm. And I think that's annoying because it means that we're the only ones that see everyone's replies. Like if I was to share 300 replies that come in, can you imagine? Everyone would unfollow us. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Wow, that would be a lot of work for you. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it's yeah. quite cool to have a public forum where people can just converse openly and see mm. other. It's almost like Reddit or something. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I just also feel that, like, Twitter's so old school. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like Twitter's old people absolutely yeah. dead. And Threads, this won't be what Threads is, I don't reckon, in, like, a couple of years' time. Nah. They'll adapt it and everything like they did with Instagram and move with the times. And it's it feels just... like a safe place already. Like, mm. you know, and I don't know if that's going to change, but... 
Twitter and a lot of other platforms, there's a lot of cancelling, a lot of negative stuff. Yeah. Like, but that's kind of why you have to censor it because you get people in there that are like yeah. posting live streaming murders and stuff, oh you know? Like gosh. it's like it's quite hectic and so you have to censor it. Um, it's like the Christchurch mosque massacre was live streamed. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I forgot and about on that. Facebook, and then there was this big campaign of like... Why the hell did that happen? Yeah. And so, yes, they've got all these algorithms to, to prevent it, but... Um, that's kind of why you have to have censoring. And it's also so people don't bully others and like all that. But so, but there is a middle ground between freedom of speech and censoring. The keyboard yeah. warrior thing is just so uh, bizarre yeah. to me. Like I don't, I mean, what was that message? Someone sent something through. It was so funny. Vic screenshotted it and sent it to me last night. And it was like, hi, Vic, if you could just, what did they say? It was so was like, funny. And I'm even conscious of it now. And I actually, <laughs> I, so I hardly ever go through and listen to our podcast because I record them with you. And so, you know, I just don't, there's no need to go back and listen. And yesterday I was on the tube <laughs> and I was listening to so many episodes <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I do. And I go, what is it? <laughs> That's what I, I like, I'll say something and I go, do you? I've never noticed. I know. And yeah, this lady was like, Vic, can you please stop the slurping sound? It's really irritating. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was like, I do. Do you? Well, I noticed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But you know when you notice something and then you can't, you just, all you want to do is do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when someone says, don't say um, and you're like, um, um, um. At least like, she said it in a nice way. But some people on Keyboard Warrior status yeah. is just like, God. But it's, you know. Get a life. Constructive criticism. No, no, no. I'll try not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. If I anyway. slip, I'll, I'll be like slipping. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Yeah. You do do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my thinking like, because I've told her she can't do so many things. She's always yeah. say, you know, um, like, so yeah. she's just like, what can my crutch be? I'll just suck the saliva just in. <laughs> really, really attractive. Anyway, okay, back to finance. Uh, oh my gosh, now I'm just so conscious of it. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, so some economic news. Uh, I can't believe I'm talking about inflation again. But anyway, this is quite an interesting one, and it's in China. And what we're seeing in China is that they might be about to experience deflation. And we haven't really talked about this before. I've never heard that word. Yeah, so the opposite of inflation is deflation. So if we're in an inflationary environment, that means prices are going up. They're increasing year on year on year. And deflation is the opposite of that. So it's when prices decrease year on year on year. And that's really bad. So that the sweet spot is that 2 to 3% because it encourages people to spend, but not too much. So it helps fuel an economy, but not too much. Deflation is really bad because it, it stifles spending. There's no point in buying something today if it's going to be cheaper tomorrow. Oh, it's like a Boxing Day sale. Yeah, Why it's like knowing that, every, that, that, next, that tomorrow everything's going to be on sale and then the next day it's going to be even cheaper and the next day. So why would you spend oh. it all? So it's, actu it's actually a really difficult situation for the government to get a country out of because they have to you know, reduce interest rates to kind of encourage people to spend mm -hmm. or do other kind of stimulus stimulus like tax cuts or yeah I don't know it's just it's a really really difficult situation to get a country out of so China's not there yet but they could nearly be because their inflation is at zero so you want inflation to be that kind of sweet spot of two to three percent for a healthy economy. So it's just something to watch. And yeah, it's all come about because remember, yeah, China was in lockdown for gosh, 17 years. How long. Yeah, felt like that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's just quite interesting because they're the only country really that's dropping interest rates. All the other countries are increasing them to try and reduce 
that inflation. I find so, it kind of crazy that one of the biggest economies in the world would mm. be doing something so different to yeah. what the, you know, the yeah, like to think over here in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, everywhere mm. else, the States, yeah. are rising interest rates. And this is why every country is so different. Yes, we all transact with each other in some extent. Do you have a hair tie? Sorry, my hair's like, and my neck is so sweaty. No, I don't Okay, no worries. Sorry, no. continue. <laughs> <laughs> Back to a regular program. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes. And then another thing I noticed this week, which I feel like this is a whole conversation and we've only got okay, another five minutes. But anyway, I just think this is a whole another conversation. But I started doing some digging. So I really love tennis and I wanted to go to Wimbledon while I was here. And I did everything in my power to try and find Wimbledon tickets. And Where do you find them? To the point, oh, you, you, they're super expensive, so you can buy oh, them. How much are they? So this is the conversation that I'm going to get into. Um, but depends on, you know, obviously the finals are way more expensive than the than the the games at the early part of the... Pre-heats? What are they called? Yeah, the heats? The, the season? No, no, the, the, the tournament, sorry. The tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so early on in the tournament, they're way cheaper because there's everyone, and then they obviously get down to the finals and way more expensive. But uh, you can also camp out overnight that's part of the one oh experience. if you bought a tent yeah so you buy a tent and you camp out and then you get tickets they, they issue tickets to the public so that's kind of to try and get everyone involved surely you weren't that desperate to go no <gasps> <laughs> no we weren't going to camp out but anyway there was american express pre-sales and anyway when i started looking i was like hang on a second why are the ticket prices for men and for the men's finals men's doubles men's singles four times more expensive than the women's and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, that's that's ridiculous. And this is this is on the resale side, because tickets sell out ages in advance. And then I did some Googling and I found out that last year was the first year that Wimbledon actually sold tickets at the same price for the men's and the women's tennis. So for 30 years, they'd had cheaper tickets for women and more expensive tickets for men. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I kind of opened my thoughts into... This happens in every sport. It's crazy that, you know, men's, men, the viewership of men's sport, the ticket prices for men's sport, everything is, is a lot more expensive for men than it is for women. And so, yeah, it was just wild. How annoyed would you be if you yeah. were a tennis player yeah. and your, like, prize money was less, tickets were less, audience was less, less money was pumped into yeah. coaching and everything. You got paid less for sponsorships, endorsements, oh, yeah. It's just wild that in 2022... That was the first year that Wimbledon was like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be charging cheaper tickets for women and more expensive tickets for men. Maybe they should be on par. It's like, that should have happened years ago or Whoa. not even been a thing. You know, it's crazy. But, yeah, it was just opened up. Uh, a whole how much, of, so how much were a um, ticket to Wimbledon for you? So the were, final was about £15,000. You were going to go? No, absolutely oh, not. God. No. Oh, God. No. This final. is just a heat. Yeah, yeah. What would a heat be? Oh, I don't know. Like... You, I think they're out thirty pounds if you queue oh, up. Oh. But you have to queue up like from four a.m. But oh, it just God. starts a whole whole conversation of why do and I'm I'm guilty of this myself. You know, I'd want to go see Roger Federer and would you um, over at Venus Williams? No, but in terms of like, I w if I got a choice because I know more men male tennis players because they've been broadcast in front of me. They've got a bigger audience. You know, that's that's who I would prefer to go and see. See, that's so interesting in itself, a Exactly. It? And it's like, that's where the demand is. A majority of people want to go and see probably men's rugby and, you know, men's 
I'm trying to think about it. Water polo? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like men's, you know, men's sports. Men's basketball. I love that we can't even think of any other Men's sports. basketball, men's tennis, men's rugby versus women's sports the equivalent sports. And so it's but but why do they get a bigger audience? It's because they've got bigger advertising, bigger sponsorships, bigger budgets that they've spent on them to be spent spent on training them. So they're yeah. better. So it's like there's it's this conscious cycle that needs to be broken in order to get audiences, equal audiences, therefore equal ticket prices, therefore equal money that goes back into training to feel you know, it's just like this it's a whole conversation that I think we should do a podcast I would on love to. and interview some sports people. And yeah. so I'd love to hear I don't know enough about it, but I'd love to hear their rationale and how they feel. And Totally. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Well, it's like if we look, we've got the Rugby World Cup coming up in France in September, October. If there was as much money being poured into that Rugby World Cup as there was into the Women's Rugby World Cup, you know, like would you see an increase in audience numbers and increasing spend in ticket prices and all of that? But because they, they don't have that money spent on them, you know, what I guess what's oh, the factor? okay, see, that's yeah. super interesting because it is. It's just what we see, right? Totally, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's um, interesting. But I don't know how you stop that cycle or... There just has to be equal marketing budget. Yeah, but then that, that comes from ticket sales. It comes from people demanding to go to these events to watch them. So it's like this whole... Yeah, and their businesses, you know, those people own those sports teams and their businesses, and so they're there to make money. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be just watch, yeah, watch this space. space. <laughs> we're both like, oh, this is getting juicy. And because we're at a table, it's very anchorman. We're like, watch this space. So like, we will get back to you on that later. And we're going to cut to an ad break. Are we going to do a question from the yes. community? So, question from the community. Can I bring this each time? I feel like I just bring nothing to the table. Okay, do you want to read it out? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, just use some enthusiasm. Okay, here I go. Here I go. <laughs> I just had a question about investing. Did you cut out? Was there anything above no, that? No, no, no. Oh, no, can I read this out? Yeah. Hey, I've been loving your podcast. Okay. How easy it is to understand and relate to you guys. Thanks. And Vic's awesome, and she's so <laughs> fantastic. I had a question about investing. I hear a lot of people saying, how compound interest is the key for increasing your wealth? Um, and shares, but I don't 100% understand how it works with investing. And then she's put in brackets. Like, is it just keeping the money in there or reinvesting the little dividends that you get? I would love a podcast on this if you have done, or if you've done one already, would love to know which one it is. Um, Thanks so much. Yes, okay. So for those who don't know, compound interest is interest on interest on interest. So it's interest compounding on itself. And interest, when we talk about interest, we mean the return. So say you invested $1,000 in Netflix shares and they grew 10%, you would have made $100. And so then you're starting the next year with $1,100. So say those Netflix shares grew by another 10%, or even if they grow 20%, or then you're starting from that higher base. So that's how compounding works because your return or your interest is compounding onto on the higher base every year. But it also works in reverse. So if you lose money, then you've got a lower starting amount. But that's what we mean compound interest is, yes, the longer you leave it, the longer you allow for that interest to compound on top of each part of interest or on top of each other. I'm going to try and say this in a slightly less financy way. But I think, sorry, just to finish her question, if you're investing in shares, you can still get compound interest. If you're investing in a fund, if you're investing in anything that's growing, yeah, so every year that you leave it, your return is compounding year on year on year. So the longer you leave it, the more compounding you will have. So is she essentially, because the other question she asked is, if I'm getting dividends, should I be reinvesting those? And I guess that's just saying, 
you're going to have more in there for it to compound. Yes. So, I mean, the more that you have, mm. the bigger that base grows, the yep. more interest you're going to get. Yeah, because dividends is just part of your return. So say um, you made the, the change in the share price was 8%. So it went from $100 to $108, and you got, but you got paid out 2% as a dividend. So your overall return is 10%, but you've been paid out 2% as a dividend. So, yes, if you keep that in there then you'd keep that 100, you'd have 110 in there, so you'd be starting from a higher base. But yeah. some people want, want dividends and they want to live off those dividends and they want to take them out. So you do have the option to reinvest. And yes, you're starting from a higher base if you reinvest your dividends. So depends what you're after. But yeah. Cool. Compound. Great question. Yeah. Great question. Send them in. Yeah, it's Fine quite fun. Yeah. Means we don't have to think of content. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. I must. Bye, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so gross in people's ears. So sorry about that. Oh. oh god. Thank you so much for listening to the Curve Weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the money, biz, and stock market news. And if you like what you heard, we would love a review. Thank you. Yes, we would love a review. But if you Only did hate one. it, please, yeah, don't leave one if you hate it. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, could you please leave a review because it really helps other people find our cute little podcast. And we hope you have a good week and see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. See you next Tuesday. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> See you next Tuesday. I mean Monday. <laughs>